you know, gosh, uh, since I received the call from, from Bree uh, sharing that they'd like me to, um, uh, to be the, the national team coach, um, I thought, boy, they let anybody do these things. Um, Welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I know it's been a while, but we've got some pretty good news. We have a new USA Women's Basketball head coach. We have not one, but two head coaches from original WNBA franchises out the door. And all that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. <laughs> are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, women's basketball fans, Erica Lindsay Ayala here, your host, one of your hosts of Locked On Women's Basketball. As I mentioned, we have a pretty, pretty good show today. We're going to be talking about essentially head coaches, and we're going to talk about a new head coach over for USAB. We're going to take you over to that press conference shortly. We're going to talk about the coaches in Sandy Brondello, yikes, and Walt Hopkins, out the door, both teams, of course, that's the Phoenix Mercury and the New York Liberty saying that it was a mutual decision. Uh, I don't know, you know, you always hear certain things on the streets, but uh, we'll see how this transpires. We did get a statement from Sandy Brondello. We did not get a statement from Walt Hopkins. Worth noting that neither team actually sent out an email. All of this was being done via social media. Maybe that's just where we are as we're almost into 2022. Either way, we're going to do that. But as promised, let's take you over to the announcement of the next head coach of USA Basketball. These are some excerpts from the announcement that happened, oh yeah, in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Cheryl Reeve is your next head coach of USA Basketball. Um, you know, honored uh, to be able to be a part of one of the greatest sports dynasties uh, ever, um, and to, to have so many people, um, you know, that, you know, we have uh, some links, greats, Andrea Lloyd, uh, Katie Smith, Teresa Edwards, uh, that were all a part of forming uh, this great dynasty. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of talent uh, in the WNBA, in the college ranks, if you're watching. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent, and, and, you know, I know there'll be some, uh, some new faces, I'm still working on Syl uh, to see if maybe she can still be one of our old faces, but um, to, not, not much luck so far, but uh, we still got time. Uh, but, you know, really exciting, uh, really exciting opportunity, and I just feel incredibly blessed to be able to work with uh, the best athletes in the world. Uh, I can't Youngwood from the Star Tribune. Uh, I know after the Olympics finished up and Don was talking about stepping away, you said that you felt that whoever was the next coach, it should come from the WNBA ranks. It hasn't happened. You know, this is going to be kind of new territory. Can you talk about why you thought that was so important? Well, it has happened. Uh, Van Chancellor and, and Ann Donovan uh, were each were each pro coaches, but um, you know, it's an opinion of this person who happens to be a pro coach. Um, you know, my dad didn't raise a dummy. Uh, if Don didn't want to do it anymore, I wanted to make sure I had a shot at it. <laughs> uh, so, 
just kidding, of course. No, I mean, we have, we have you know, it's, my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm just a coach and, and they have selection committees and boards, et cetera, for that. Um, you know, I just, I just thought that it would be a case with, you know, professional players mostly that uh, we have some good pro coaches and, and I wanted to make sure that, that uh, we were front and center for, for these opportunities and, and I'm appreciative. Uh, I'm sure it was what I said that positioned me here uh, today to be able to, to, to be the coach. Um, Dawn, you know, I, I felt like Dawn afterwards, I, you know, I wanted to make sure that, that she knew that I thought she should remain uh, the coach and would love to continue to be a part of it with her. Um, and then this morning we had a conversation and, and I, you know, I called her to thank her and I said, for now I'm thanking you in a couple of years I might be cursing you, you know, but, uh, but, but just, you know, um, Dawn is a tremendous mentor to so many, many people and it, it's, um, you know, it's strange for me because I coach Dawn. You know, and then I work for Dawn, you know, and now Dawn's, you know, somebody that's kind of, you know, put me in this position uh, and, 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 you know, to take the reins and, and um, she'll be a tremendous resource. And, uh, you know, she let me know that, you know, she was not far away. And, and um, but we've been doing this. We were assistant coaches together. And, and uh, so, you know, she said, you, you know, she's like, you were you were in it with me. You felt everything, you know, she goes, it'll just be a little bit more. <laughs> You know, when, when, when you take this seat. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. Um, you know, we've had high expectations here in Minnesota for a long time. Uh, we meet those expectations with a certain way that we conduct our business. And I plan to do the same thing for USA Basketball. Congratulations to Cheryl Reeve. Definitely a coach I enjoy speaking to as part of my coverage of women's basketball. Before we um, move on, uh, it was mentioned in the press conference that Cheryl Reeve has been with USA Basketball since 2014. She worked under Gina Auriemma, worked under Don Staley, coached Don Staley, as you heard her say. And here are a few things that stood out to me. Um, you know, Cheryl Reeve kind of made a joke around uh, putting, putting the word out that the next head coach of USA Basketball should be a coach from the professional ranks. Now, here's what I find interesting about that. When Dawn Staley was coaching South Carolina, she essentially appointed uh, Dawn, or excuse me, Dawn Staley essentially appointed Cheryl Reeve and uh, at the time Dan Hughes to oversee USA basketball camps and even some competitions so that Dawn, as the head coach, could stay with South Carolina. Now, how is that going to work if Cheryl Reeve is not only the general manager, but also the head coach of the Lynx? And there will be times where not only will she be taken away from her recruiting and, and free agency, but she'll also be taken away, in theory, from WNBA basketball. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out. Um, but, I mean, Cheryl Reeve is a pretty good coach. Um, a pretty dang good coach. She knows the system. There's been a lot of controversy, and I know here on Locked On Women's Basketball, I have talked about a lot of controversy with USA Basketball. There is a new, um, you know, head of the women's national team director is Brianna Weiss. Uh, she is taking the place of Carol Callen. I've talked about Carol Callen. I've talked about USA Basketball. Obviously, lots of controversy with Neka Ogumike. There was a recent interview that Candace Parker did with Taylor Rooks 
over at Bleacher Report, where she kind of talked about the system of USA basketball. I mean, Parker also specifically talked about Gina Oriyama, but I'll leave that link so you can watch the interview. It's a great interview. But um, the reason in mentioning that is, I love Cheryl Reeve as a coach. I get the sense that Cheryl Reeve likes to essentially be a boss. That's why she's a GM and a head coach. That's going to be different, or at least we're told that that's different in USA basketball. We're told that there's a selection committee. We're told that the head coach doesn't really have much say in that. And in talking with Cheryl Reeve and Dawn Staley ahead of the Tokyo Olympics a lot, and I did some of that reporting here for Locked on Women's Basketball, but there's also a system. There's a mechanism in place. And that system is what USA Basketball uses to uh, assess uh, and to select their teams. That being said, players seem to have um, a little bit, they're a little bit confused by the system. And when the system doesn't include someone like Neka Ogumike, you you kind of wonder about the system. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on this, but obviously right now I want to say a big congratulations to Cheryl Reeve. Um, obviously there's a lot of pressure for USA to continue to perform. Uh, indications are that they're going to be able to do that. I am very curious what Reeve will have as far as her player pool, because I do think that we're going to get a lot of retirements. You already heard, uh, if you listen to the whole thing, Cheryl Reeve is trying to get still out of retirement from USA basketball. We're pretty sure that Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are done, um, but we'll see what happens. As Cheryl Reeves said in the press conference, there's definitely a lot of talent coming up in this, in the pipeline, but how much of that talent is actually going to get a real shot to play for USAB to be determined. But I mentioned Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, and as it would turn out, those two might be ten, chan, tangentially related to the news of the two coaches on the outs and that is Sandy Rondello and Walt Hopkins. So that's what's coming up next on Locked on Women's Basketball. But right now, let me tell you about Shopify. Did you hear that? That cha-ching is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, which in case you don't know, stands for point of sale. Yeah. I worked in the restaurant industry uh, and accompanying hardware. So uh, this is what's great about Shopify. And as someone that does run their own business, uh, I love these resources. I'm going to have to look into them more, but it gives entrepreneurs uh, resources uh, that startups, big businesses have, and you get it through Shopify. So um, we're talking 1.7 million businesses powered by Shopify. And some of the things included are uh, things that will help you go from the first sale to full scale. I love that. And we're hearing from people using Shopify that it really is an amazing way to get their business off the ground. It is more than a store. It connects you with your customers. It helps drive sales and it manages the day to day. Um, so we want you to go to shopify.com 
backslash locked on NBA. That last part is all lowercase locked on NBA for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com backslash locked on NBA, all lowercase right now. That's again, shopify.com backslash locked on NBA. That last part after the backslash, all lowercase. And we wish you the best in your business. And another way to get on the right side of your economics is something called Truebill. It is a new app that lets you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save about $720 a year using Truebill. So any of your Truebill <clears throat> because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now to truebill.com backslash locked on NBA, and it could save you thousands a year. Again, that's truebill.com backslash locked on NBA. Matthew B uses Truebill and he says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. I saved $840 a year on my car insurance. So again, that's head over to truebill.com and go to use backslash locked on NBA and make sure that you get rid of what you don't want, what you don't need and what you just plain forgot about with Truebill. I didn't forget that we have to talk about some coaching moves. And that, of course, is the news. It was uh, Monday, Monday messiness in hashtag WNBA Twitter. And that is because we had not one, but two announcements from, from WNBA teams that they are moving on from their coaches. Walt Hopkins from the New York Liberty. Now I've talked about Walt Hopkins and his system before. I was not a big fan of Walt Hopkins system. I was not a big fan of everyone trying to sit here and tell me that Sabrina Ionescu and someone called a genius Walt Hopkins was going to completely fix a New York Liberty roster that was stagnant. And then that had too many guards. And then that had not enough veterans. It was not going to happen. That being said, Walt Hopkins and the New York Liberty did show improvements. So it leaves you to wonder how long was this planned? Were there other circumstances and situations that led to the departure of Walt Hopkins? The truth of the matter is that we just don't know because we have yet to get any information from the New York Liberty um, from Walt Hopkins and from any players. On Monday, the New York Liberty tweeted, the New York Liberty has initiated a search for a new head coach following a decision by Walt Hopkins and management to part ways. We thank Walt for his spirit and commitment over the last two seasons in which the team developed three WNBA all-rookie team members and rookie of the year. 
I, I, I think there has to be more to this. Um, it just seemed like Jonathan Kolb was all in on Walt Hopkins. Granted, the Liberty did not have a great two seasons, but, um, you know, I don't know how anyone thought that they were going to do much better than they did, to be honest. Um, and yeah, some people want to be, oh, the injuries, Sabrina was injured. And, you know, uh, you had Na Natasha, uh, you know, Natasha Howard had injuries and then Sabrina Inescu was out again and la, 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 la. The team was not built for sustained long-term success. I will stand by that. I'm, I'm just not here for anything that says otherwise. I think you're delusional, quite honest, if, uh, if that's the case. So then, of course, the question is, Who's the next coach? And there's, so I mentioned that, I mentioned Subaru and mentioned Diana Taurasi. Uh, the reason that I think that those two are related to the next two segments, this one on Walt Hopkins, and we're going to talk about Sandy Brondello, is because already people are putting, <laughs> they're putting Subaru in the mix for potential candidates for the New York Liberty job. Uh, Chantel Jennings at The Athletic, uh, Michelle Vopel for ESPN. And, you know, again, listening to some of the rumors and whatnot on hashtag WNBA Twitter. Yeah, Sue Bird's name keeps coming up. I want to stay with Sue Bird, not because there's not a, a lot of other qualified people who I think should be given a chance, but because for me, it's just the most surprising name one, Sue Bird has not committed to retirement. Two, Sue Bird has no experience in the coaching realm and, to my knowledge, hasn't really had any interest in coaching. Now, here's the thing that I will say. As a point guard, as a facilitator on the court, you do a fair share of coaching. So that aspect is the most believable aspect. I don't know what kind of a coach Sue Bird would be. This is a high-profile position, and as much as I love Sue Bird, and I had a conversation with Sue Bird, and if she does get the job, I will play that because it was hilarious, and I had to be like, Sue, let me know the truth. I think I talked about this on the show before. How real was it that you were like that close to coming to New York to sign with your hometown team and leave Seattle. She said it was very real. It was a very real consideration. Ultimately, when she found out the storm had the number one pick and that Stewie was coming out, she decided to stay with Seattle. The rest, as they say, is history. So for that alone, I'd love to see it. However, as someone who grew up a New York Liberty fan, as someone who has covered the New York Liberty in the last handful of years, I remain and i wrote about this for the athletic i'm going to back when they actually had beat writers and i was one of them and i was the new york beat writer not that i'm bitter or anything it's fine uh but i did write at the time that they need an experienced coach walt hopkins was not that and sue bird is not that experienced player do i think having that much experience as a player makes a difference in coaching yes but for all of the same reasons that I had, I took exception to the New York Liberty hiring or to the Sparks hiring uh, Derek Fisher, uh, the you know uh, the top candidate one of one or whatever was said at the time. There are 
former WNBA players that have coaching experience at college, at the college level, and even in the WNBA level who have more coaching experience. The New York Liberty needs more coaching experience, and they probably need more experience at the GM role if they want to be competitive in this WNBA 2022 and beyond. The New York Liberty have a great market. They are an original franchise, but they will continue to struggle until they get real, until they get serious about putting in and investing in veteran people who know what they're doing. Now, listen, as someone who has come from the amateur now to do what I do, I get it. Everyone needs their break. I just don't think the New York Liberty position, respectfully, is one that at this particular time or because of the heightened market that you need to put someone that's cutting their teeth, even if that someone is Sue Bird. Now, if you just want to sell tickets and you want people to see Sue Bird on the sideline, well, then my response to that is you should have signed her as a point guard. You should have closed that deal. I don't know that it's her time to be a coach, a head coach, and I definitely don't think it's her time to be the head coach of the New York Liberty. But we shall see what's going to happen. This is a young New York Liberty squad. I think you need a veteran coach who's going to come in and get those young whippersnappers together. And you know who's at the top of my list? It's someone who I've talked about before has already had an impact on inspiring this young New York Liberty team, and that's Teresa Spoon Weatherspoon. The fact that she didn't even get an assistant coach, she never got to sit first chair. Is that how you say it? Or like front row? I don't know. When you sit, because okay, they have like the assistant coaches that sit next to the head coach, and then there's the other coaches that sit in the second row. Like she never even got the chance to be in the first row for the New York Liberty. Do right by Teaspoon. I think she should be in contention. I'm looking at this list now from ESPN.com, the fantastic Michelle Vopel. Now we're going to talk about Sandy Brondello, but I'm jumping the cart here, the cart before the horse, jumping the shark, whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself, but could Sandy Brondello come in? Well, I think she satisfies what I just said, having an experienced coach, having a coach that is known for loving up on her players, being a player's type coach. Yes, I like Sandy Brondello. Sue Bird is here. Oh, 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 the only person who I would love to see as the head coach of the New York Liberty more than Teaspoon is Becky Hammond. Oh, I feel like I've talked about this before. I have a story that is in me to write about Becky Hammond in her time in the New York Liberty. I have been trying to get this story placed and published. And if she comes to New York selfishly, that might be the time that it actually gets a few bites, but just the, the joy that I personally and professionally would have to see Becky Hammond come back to the WNBA and be the coach of the New York Liberty is beyond. It is beyond words. I can't even begin to describe how exciting that would be for me. Uh, honestly, Teaspoon and uh, Becky Hammond and Sandy Brandello are my top choices. I don't think Sue Bird is in the conversation for New York personally. And I really don't think she should be in the conversation for uh, the Phoenix job either. But we're going to talk about that coming up on Locked on Women's Basketball. But right now, 
I'm going to tell you, and I'm really excited about this too, because, you know, we get new sponsors here for the Locked On Podcast Network every once in a while. But this one is super exciting because I, I have been for years a Stance fan. Stance uh, has everything from socks, underwear, and active apparel, but I'm a Stance sock person. I have Brooklyn Dodger Stance socks. I have Pulp Fiction Stance socks. I have uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Stance socks. I have, uh, oh, I have Seattle Rain. They're not even called the Seattle Rain anymore. I have Seattle Rain Stance socks. I love Stance socks. They were founded in 2009. Uh, uh, Stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. I mean, hello, I just mentioned all of those Stance socks that I have, and I know I forgot some. One of my sisters, shout out to Jessie in particular, she's a massive Stance socks fan, is a member in everything, and she gifts socks every year. And I know like socks are one of those things that people are like, oh, like, oh, when do I get socks for Christmas or whatever for the holidays? I love getting socks. And maybe I'm spoiled because the socks that I've been getting for years as gifts have been stance socks. This is not in the ad read. This is me talking like legitimately. I love stance socks. So this is what I want you to do because I'm a, I'm a massive fan. I am not wearing socks at this present moment. I did wear my, I was wearing my Brooklyn Dodger stance socks yesterday and I will be wearing some more today. They're great. A great fit in boots because they fit so snug on my feet, but they also keep my toes warm. I hate having cold toes. And so because they're a nice snug fit, I can wear them in like my little dressy boots. I can wear them in my snow or rain boots. I can also wear them in my sneakers and I don't have to worry about everything, anything. They're amazing. Uh, and here's, this is part of the ad. I, I'm just getting to that. But Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Oh, the fit is so good. I love Stance socks. That Those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com. I already told you I have a family member who's been a member, a Stance member for a really long time. That's why we get socks as a gift every year. And when you go to Stance.com, you get 50% off your first purchase when you use promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of life a life less ordinary with Stance. Go get you some socks. All right. I'm going to close out the show talking about another coaching vacancy. This time we're talking about the Phoenix Mercury parting ways with Sandy Brondello. What? They just got to the finals, ultimately lost to the Chicago Sky in the 2021 WNBA Finals. Sandy Brondello loses Kia Nurse, was without Diana Taurasi for most of the season, um, and somehow got the Phoenix Mercury all the way through to the finals. Had to beat Sue Bird and the uh, the Seattle Storm. Uh, who else did they defeat? Uh, they defeated the Las Vegas Aces, right? Yeah, Las Vegas. Phoenix and Las Vegas in the semis. Big, big bad boy Bill Ambeer. 
And, you know, at the time reigning MVP, Asia Wilson, this was wild. The Walt Hopkins situation, not in and of itself surprising or shocking, although I think that there's probably more to that story. It just seemed like, well, why now? Like, what changed? Why? Anyway, with Sandy, this to me is surprising. So I'm going to read the statement. The Phoenix Mercury today announced that the team and head coach Sandy Brondello have mutually agreed to part ways and that her contract, which expired after the 2021 season, would not be renewed. My first move after taking over as general manager in 2013 was to hire Sandy Brondello as our head coach. And the basketball success we've achieved in that time is a credit to her, her staff, our players, and the culture that she was a part of building. Our 2014 championship, two finals appearances, eight playoff appearances in eight seasons, six semifinal berths, and nine single elimination playoff wins in that time all speak to the consistently high results her leadership and signature preparation brought us. She oversaw our program with the utmost integrity, and I'm sincerely grateful for her partnership and friendship. At the same time, we understand that an eight-year tenure for a head coach is an exception in any professional sport, and we are confident a new voice is necessary for our team at this time. The search to find the head coach who can help lead us there has already begun. So this is crazy. Both teams saying like, yeah, we're announcing right now that we're getting rid of our head coach, but we've already started looking. And with New York in particular, again, just going off some rumors, mostly rumors that I heard. I have not been able to substantiate these rumors, but um, yeah, New York was looking. Okay. So that was Jim Pittman, general manager of the Phoenix Mercury, Mercury president of business operations. Vince Kozar also made a statement. And here's what Sandy had to say. Now we actually got to hear from Sandy. Still haven't heard anything from Walt. Here's what Sandy Brondello had to say. I am very grateful for the opportunity and time that I have had with the Phoenix Mercury and would like to thank Robert Starver and Jim Pittman, my staff, and players who I have worked with throughout my time. Thank you also to the X Factor for your support and for making the atmosphere at our games so memorable. The only player that we know or we can assume kind of had a reaction to this news was uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith. And she, all she tweeted was, Welp. And she tweeted that at the time that I was very much still focused on the New York Liberty news. And I said in a group chat, like, ah, well, I don't care what this is about. It's it's probably about, you know, her last dig at the New York Liberty because I'm petty and that's where my mind goes. But she had more important things like the fact that she doesn't know who her head coach is going to be. Uh, I know someone noted that Kia Nurse liked Christina Williams and Girls Talk Sports TV's announcement. Now, for a player to like that an announcement or a post that their coach, that they're, I mean, I don't know. Is that, am I reading into it the wrong way? Are people reading into it too much? We haven't heard from Diana Taurasi. I don't think we've heard from Brittany Griner. So I don't know. Um, and if we have, my apologies, uh, but I just haven't, hasn't come across my uh, timeline, if you will. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Who are you going to find to fill the shoes of Sandy Brondello? This coach coming in is going to have to, if the goal is to win championships, Sandy Brondello just got the Phoenix Mercury to the WNBA finals. So this coach is going to have to very quickly get to the WNBA finals because allegedly that's why they let go of Sandy Brondello. Right? 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 
Right? That's why you let go of her because you weren't making the you weren't winning championships, but you just mentioned all the I don't can you tell that I don't really understand this in Phoenix? Anyway, going back to ESPN.com, Michelle Vopel. She had some thoughts. One, I don't agree with whatsoever. Again, mostly because of the rumor mill. Brian Agler, nope. That's all I have to say about that. Pokey Chapman, someone we haven't seen for a really long time, former Sky and Indiana Fever coach, experience both in the WNBA and overseas. Lindsay Harding, I like this. I talked to Lindsay Harding um, for that uh, – piece that I did for Sports Illustrated about number one draft picks. And um, I love this. And then Latricia Trammell, assistant coach with the LA Sparks, um, obviously has WNBA experience. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how, how this all goes down. I think you got to go with someone with some experience. I think you really, really do. I'm not as convinced with the list of coaches for the Phoenix Mercury um, as I have been for the New York Liberty. If anything, some of these coaches that are on the New York Liberty list maybe should be considered for the Phoenix list, like Becky Hammond, like Teresa Weatherspoon. Of course, the connection is not the same, right? Because both uh, Teaspoon and Hammond played and at the same time played in New York. That being said, if Phoenix wants to win, they <laughs> listen, you better pick up the phone and call Teaspoon. You better pick up the phone and call Becky Hammond. I want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you're trying to win. And that's the reason that you got rid of Sandy Brondello. And then, you know, yeah, what I don't want to see respectfully is like if Walt Hopkins ends up getting the Phoenix job, that would be weird. If Sandy gets the New York job, that makes Total sense to me. But for Walt to land in Phoenix, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But I guess we'll see how it all goes down. That is this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. As always, thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen of the day. Now that you've listened to this show, make sure to go check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. <clears throat> As with Locked On Women's Basketball and everything on the Locked On Podcast Network, this is free for you. And we thank you for taking the time out. But that's all for the show. I'll catch you next week.